Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast short version where we're spending time in the book of Hebrews. We have successfully gotten our way through the first four verses of chapter one, and we've looked at this wonderful passage where the writer of Hebrews immediately starts his letter and he brings Jesus to the forefront. And we've looked at some incredible truth about who Jesus is and about why the writer of Hebrews would want to point his readers in the first century to focus on Jesus. And we've been reflecting on so many characteristics of who Jesus is and why we should also keep our attention fixed fully on him. So we're going to keep stepping through this first chapter. Now, what the writer of Hebrews does in the remaining portion of this first chapter is he now begins to turn to the Old Testament scriptures. We've already talked about the historical context. We're going to continue to come back to that over and over because it's so crucial in interpreting this scripture and interpreting this book before we make full application to our own lives. While there's plenty of application to be made, I just want to use these times really as a Bible study and really getting us deeper into the word and let the Lord feed us. And part of that process is understanding the reason why the letter was written. So the writer writes this book and says, no, don't go back. Don't turn away. Because to fight in this war not only signifies your allegiance to the Jewish empire, so to speak, it represents a turning away from everything that you've found precious and dear in Christ Jesus. So the writer of Hebrews is going to use the Old Testament scriptures to support his argument because he knew that the Jews would have great appreciation for the Old Testament scriptures. So the rest of this chapter, one, he uses a litany of scripture verses from the Old Testament, at least seven references uh, concerning things that he believes are messianic prophecies about Jesus. The first of which we're going to turn to in verse five this morning. It says there in verse five, I'll read it. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. So we've already talked about it in previous episodes. Jesus is greater than the angels. He is the ultimate intermediary. He's the ultimate connection to God as the son. But I want to focus on this very interesting phrase in this verse today because it's super significant in the New Testament, in the preaching of the apostles, and it's very important to the foundation of Christianity. And this is why the writer of Hebrews appeals to it from the very get-go. He says, today I have begotten you. Now we know Jesus was born of a virgin. He came into the world as a human being. He was incarnated through Mary and he was born into the world. So we know on one side, Jesus was physically born, but there's more to what this statement is saying. He says, today I have begotten you. Now we got to go some other places in scripture to get some insight into this verse. So in Acts chapter 13, Paul is on his first missionary journey and he's in Pisidia, Antioch, and he delivers his first recorded public sermon. And in that sermon, Paul also references Psalm chapter 2. By the way, Psalm chapter 2 is one of the greatest messianic psalms to the Jews. Those that do not receive Jesus as the Messiah still believe today that they are expecting Psalm 2 to come to pass at some 
some point in the future. But the New Testament writers make it very clear that Jesus was the fulfillment. Listen to what Paul says in Acts chapter 13, verse 33. He says, God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm. You are my son. Today I have begotten you as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, no longer to return to decay. He has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. So Paul sees the resurrection of Jesus as the fulfillment of Psalm chapter two, in which the writer says, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. What is today? When was today? Today was the day of resurrection. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 1, verses 3 and 4. Concerning his son, who was born a descendant of David according to the flesh, and who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. What is Paul saying? Paul in Romans 1, in these two verses, is beautifully describing the difference between Jesus' natural birth when he came to earth as a baby in a manger and his spiritual birth from the dead as a representation of being a new man, of creating a new human race. And I've already talked about these terms previously in episodes, and it's so important for us to understand the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. Not only did he overcome the power of death, but at that time when God raised Jesus from the dead, he validated him through his resurrection and declared him his son and that he would be the firstborn from the dead. This is why the word begotten is used. It's used elsewhere of people that are born naturally, but it's used for Jesus in the spiritual terms that he was born from the dead. He was literally dead and he was brought back to life by the power of God and he was raised. And at that moment, this prophetic word was fulfilled that today I have begotten you. Paul says in Colossians 1 that Jesus is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. John says in Revelation 1, 5, and Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. So the fact that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and in being raised from the dead, God the Father declared him as his son is the one and determining reason why Jesus has the highest place of authority. The resurrection, the power of God shown toward Jesus and to fulfill this incredible prophetic word that today I have begotten you is the foundation of our faith. Paul goes into it in great detail in 1 Corinthians 15. The fact that Jesus has been raised from the dead is the foundation of our faith. And this is why the writer of Hebrews, the first place he goes to, of all the places he could go to in the Old Testament, he goes to Psalm chapter 2 and he declares that Jesus is the Son of God 
through the resurrection of the dead. It's a powerful, powerful truth about Jesus. And we need to always remember that our faith is built on the sure foundation that Jesus has been raised from the dead and he ever lives now seated at the right hand of the Father. And so we worship, we experience, we relate to a living Jesus. God bless you. Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.